ladies. Happy Monday. I am excited to be here with you Monday after Thanksgiving. What a good, exciting Monday. I hope that you have taken this Monday and hopped back in it. I know a lot of you were traveling. My kids didn't want to do school this morning. My husband didn't want to go to work. I didn't want to go to work. <laughs> there was a lot going on. I bet you have felt the same way, not wanting to get back into routine, but we got to. And we're here today. Don't hold off anymore. Okay, if there is something that is holding you back from getting back started, this is your sign. Go now. Don't listen to this live. Hey, honey, don't listen to this live. Go ahead and get your workout in, get your meals prepped for the day, do whatever it is that you normally do on Monday right now. Better yet, put me in your head buds. Go for your run outside, do your workout outside. Let me motivate you through it. You'll be done before you know it, and you'll be like, oh, that wasn't as bad. Listen, I didn't want to work out this morning. Very little motivation. Remember, we can't use motivation as our guide to what we do and don't do. We can't use our feelings as our guide to what we do and we don't do. This is more than you, so go ahead and get your stuff done. Today we have an awesome live. Um, this is something that God has been speaking to me a lot. And honestly, most of my lives are that. The, this isn't like directed towards the group. But this is something that God has been speaking to me in the spirit very clearly spoke to me this weekend to share it. And I wasn't too sure. I talked to my husband about it yesterday. I was like, this is a little bit like, uh, I don't know. And he's like, no, that's good. Like I haven't, I haven't thought about these scriptures like that before. So we're going to break these down. Feel free to shout some amens or some silent <laughs> amens at me. We're going to be talking about the parable of the 99 in both Luke and Matthew and how that applies to you or how it doesn't. And also um, how that applies to your worship, to your faith, to your fitness, to your wellness, to all of that. So let's get started first and foremost with prayer. If there's something you need prayer for, please let me know. Um, one of my clients, I am going to not share her name, um, but her dad passed away in a motorcycle accident this morning. Um, so I'm just asking that you lift her up. Um, God knows. Um, her name, he knows what's going on, but she needs um, prayer, obviously unexpected. It was a motorcycle accident, um, but it's it's heartbreaking. So please lift her in prayer, um, whether you're a client or not. We're always, we're always praying for you. Um, I'm always thinking of you and, and how to engage you all and, and how to inspire you all to be the best you can be for God, not for me. My clients know it's not about me and not being the best even for themselves. It's being the best for God. So if there's something you need prayer for, please let us know. We are, we're here for that. First and foremost, beyond anything else, we are here for that. So if you don't want to speak it, you can drop a um, emoji. We will we'll cover you and your unspoken prayer request. If it's something you need prayer for, please comment below and we will pray. Yes, Catherine. You know, Catherine, I read that on your page. Another reason, if you haven't friend requested me, please do or follow me if I've got too many um, friends and you can't. 
friend request me, follow me, and I'll be able to follow you back and see things. Just like Catherine said, um, Ariana, I believe that's her name, correct, Catherine? Four-year-old who had a stroke. We want to cover you, your family, your friends, your circle in prayer. So please do that if you haven't already. Um, absolutely, honey, we are praying for your husband. So let's go ahead and... Um, and pray together. Lord God, I just thank you um, for bringing these women together today. For everyone that's underneath my voice, I ask that you use me as a vessel to speak your truth and your word. Father, um, help me in, in times of anxiousness and um, uncertainty to bring your solid truth to women. We cannot trust in this world. I think it's very clear to see that this world has nothing for us to trust on, lean on, or put our, put our cornerstone on, but you do, Lord Jesus. So help us to find our cornerstone in our health, in our fitness, in our faith, in our families, in our circumstances, in our trials, in you. Lord, I pray for Ariana. I pray for um, death that has happened in, in family members. I pray for peace. Um, I pray that you comfort those people who are dealing with hardships that um, we can't even imagine. I, I pray for restored faith. I prayed for resurrection. I pray for dry bones to be raised to life. I pray for um, families and our hearts to be restored in you, Lord. Thank you for this group. Thank you for what they lift me up with, and thank you for empowering me to lift them. I love you. I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, honey, I'm absolutely praying that for your husband. Used to be a Christian, but not anymore. I would argue that he still is. He might just be the one. This might be just that life for you today. Um, so we're talking about the parable of the 99, of the sheep, um, which is documented twice. Um, I always love this because we get two different perspectives, right? One in Luke, one in Matthew. We're looking at Luke 15, 3 through 7, and then we're looking at Matthew 18, 12 through 24. We're going to read through Luke first. I'm reading this in the NIV version. So we'll start here. I actually want to go back. I know it's um, Luke 15, 3 through 7, but I would like to start with one, if that's okay with you. So it says, now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. Note that these people were probably not Christians. They were probably not even full believers yet, but they heard power in his word. There are people that are around you right now that are not believers that need to hear the truth of scripture. So even though it may seem like, wow, she's talking to them, she's doing this, you know, I can't believe she associates with them. We can't judge others for that. The tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. And are we not all sinners? But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered. And this is what happens to us, right? When we say, I can't believe she's doing that. Oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. We are acting like a Pharisee. Challenge yourself there. I've been challenged with that, with the murmuring and the, and the whispering, okay? The Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomed sinners 
and eats with them. Then Jesus told them in this parable, here's where we start. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Now he's talking about this because sheep were currency, right? The, if you were a farmer, you know that your cattle and your sheep, that's, that's where your bread and butter is. That's your assets. So let's think about this in assets terms. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and his neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Then it goes um, into the parable of the lost coin. We've talked about this a lot. I talk about it a lot um, in my coaching. This is really where my basis of my program is built is off that parable of the lost coin. But I want to look at this really quickly. And then I want to take it over to Matthew to give you another example of this. And again, we are going to read the full chapter we're looking at. Matthew 18, 12 through 14, but I'm going to back up a little bit here and we're going to see, um, we're going to go Matthew 18, 10. Jesus speaking. See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my father in heaven. What do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the 99 on the hill and go look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he is happier about that one sheep than about the 99 that did not wander off. In the same way, your father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. So Jesus is talking to the disciples here, same parable, and in Luke, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees who are mumbling behind his back. Same thing holds true. My challenge in these scriptures is we are saved. Most of us, I believe all of us in this room, group, have accepted Jesus as our savior, correct? I would argue that we are the sheep on the hill. We are the sheep that are trying to follow Jesus. We're listening to Jesus. We're obeying Jesus. And honey, this is where it might come in for your husband. One has wandered off. So often in our self-centered, sinful ways, we always assume that Jesus is coming after only us. That we are that one, always. Scripture tells us, and Jesus directly says that he is going to leave that group of believers that he knows is, is saved. He knows accepted Jesus. He knows that he's given them direction. Good morning, Cynthia. He knows that he has given them tools. He's given them his spirit. He's given them discernment. He's given them all the fruits of the spirit. He's going to leave them and go look for the one who was lost. Our goal 
is to do that as well. The one that is lost is not always you. We want it to be God, God always me, God me, God me. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? God has already spoken something to you. God has given you the spirit. God has given you good fruits. I talked about this in um, my client group, but I want to share this here too. If there is a heaven and a hell, and we believe that there is an opposite to heaven, that there is a hell, correct? We have to believe that if we believe that there's a heaven. Then if there are good fruits of the spirit, there are also fruits of the enemy that can live in us. If there's fruit of self-control, uh, there's also a bad fruit of no self-control. If there's a fruit right, of self-control with eating, then there's also a fruit of gluttony. If there's a fruit that says you will have peace and joy, his joy, there's also a fruit that says you need your joy, your joy on your own. There is going to be the opposite fruits that can grow in you. My challenge to you today is to know that you aren't always that one. You are not the only one. I know in our minds, we're very self-centered. We can only see our own problems. We see our own things that are going on here. There are 99. I don't even know how many people are in this group. I think there's about 9,900, which is odd um, that we would have this conversation today. I did not plan it that way. There's 9,900 of us. There is one that we need to go find. There is one that Jesus is going out to find who is lost, who is wandering, who doesn't know Jesus yet. And he is going to leave us to find that one. And he is going to find them and bring them back in their own time, in his own time. And we are going to rejoice and celebrate. Honey, I am prophesying and speaking this over you that God is searching for and going after your husband right now. There is nothing you need to do. He says, you're good on this hill, honey. You're good. I'm going after your husband. I'm going to take care of this. You stay here and do the very last thing I told you to do. You stay here. I've got this. You can't save him. You can't do that. I can. You stay here. And when he comes back, we are going to celebrate. Oh, gosh, I hate the winner. I always need chapstick. I know, I know it's bound for you. He's going to come back. He's going to come back. Hey, Jenny. But we need to be okay with knowing that when Jesus is going after that one, that us 99, we're not alone. One, we're not alone. We have the spirit living in us. Two, we're not alone because there's 99 of us together. What are we going to do together? We may not have physical Jesus here with us, right? And his spirit may be going and searching and looking for that one because he is. It says it here. He's going to be searching and looking for that one. He's going to be okay leaving the 99. So we need to come together. We need not despair. We may not worry. We don't lose our joy. We don't lose our hope. We don't lose our self-control. We don't lose the fruits of the Spirit. It's already been given to us, right? It's already ours. So we need to tap into that. God wants us to lean into the last thing. I know I talked about this last week. The last thing he told us to do that we keep ignoring and saying no. What's the last thing God called you to do? 
what's the first thing you should have done this morning? Like, drink water? You know, eat healthy? Eat the food that God put here for you? Move your body? You're hurting because you're not moving, right? Imagine if we didn't move all day. Our joints would hurt. You've got to move. You've got to hydrate your body, not with sodas and not with crap and not only with coffee and not with processed foods and not with dollar menu things. If you eat dollar menu things, you need to expect dollar menu results. It's not going to happen if you do not change. If we always think that we're that one, oh, Jesus, help me here, help me here, help me here. He tells us here he's going to leave us to search, knowing that we have his spirit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. We have that if we tap into it. We have that when we gather two or more together. He leaves the 99 because he knows there's two or more gathered together and he will be there while he's going and searching after those who do not know him. We have to be okay being left once in a while to go, I'm going to do what you told me to do, God. I'm going to do what you told me to do. I'm going to move. I'm going to grow these fruits of the spirit. I'm going to come in together in community, even though I don't like people. I'm going to get connected into a church, even though I might not agree with everything and everyone that goes there. You're not supposed to agree with everyone. If everyone was like you, we'd be robots. There'd be no need for a God. We'd all have the same blueprint. We'd all have the same makeup. We'd all go, well, yeah, we were, were all made exactly the same. We're not. We're supposed to be different. That's a good thing. It's a good thing because my love of something might not be your love of something and vice versa, but we can bring out those things and each other. We can petition together. We can come together and pray. So the biggest thing I want to talk about here is when you're praying for God, give me patience, give me self-control, give me the ability to work out, give me joy, give me peace. He's telling you, I already did. It's in you. You've accepted me. You are now the 99. You are part of the 99. God has more work to do and so do you. But we're part of the 99 now. We've got that living in us. So Heather, okay, we've got that. God's going to leave us every now and again and go find us. We're going to be left together. What do we do? How do we get these fruits of the spirit? You have to plant the seed. You have to plant the seed. Just as seeds are that are the opposite of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control, faithfulness, there's an opposite to those. Hate, anger, non-patience, gluttony, mean. I keep just coming back to hate. You know, it's just the opposite of love, joy, kindness, gentleness, hate, anger, retaliation, resentment, um, guilt. If you're feeling those fruits in you today, I would argue you're watering the wrong seed.
There is seed that is planted in you that is good. It's laid on good soil, but you're watering the wrong thing. You're allowing your focus to focus on what they did to you. Who hurt you? What you could have done differently. Where you thought you should have been by now. How much weight you thought you should have lost. Why you didn't start something sooner. That the best is behind you. Um, resentment at yourself, resentment at others. Hatement for your, hatred for yourself or hatred towards others. Gluttony and no self-control over whatever that food is for you. Unfaithfulness is the opposite fruit of faithfulness. And the only way to get faith is to do something that isn't certain. Are you just basing your life on the certainties of this world and need all the details and need everything to be perfect before you get started? That's not faith. That's not faith. That's you doing it in your own power. So where are you watering the seeds that have been planted? Because there's both in you right now. I don't know anyone, myself included, who doesn't struggle with faithfulness and unfaithfulness. Lord, help me with my unfaithfulness. I pray that almost every morning because I'm a type A. I want to know where things are, when things are, how things are going, when things are going. I don't want to start a project until I have everything done. But God hit me this weekend that that's not working in faith. That's working in Heather. That's working in what I can control. That's working in my bubble. So if there's the seed of the fruit, there's also the seed of the rotten fruit. So are we watering hatred? Are we watering resentment? Are we watering hoarding, right? The fruit of the spirit is generosity and giving back, not just financially, but are we holding on to the talents God has given us? Are we holding on to the word God has given us? Are we holding on to finances? Are we holding on to goodness? Are we building up a wall in our heart because people have hurt us and we're not going to let anyone else in even though we're trying to help you? You have to water the right seed. And in order to water the right seed, you have to be okay with not knowing how it's going to turn out. You might not know in your health or wellness if calorie counting is right for you. In fact, you might have tried it incorrectly in the past and then decided three weeks in that it wasn't right for you. That's not letting your roots grow. You may have decided um, that working out was right for you, but two weeks in it got really difficult or life happened and you decided that's what had to go. That's not letting roots grow. You may find that you decided you were not buying Oreos anymore and that was the only way to tame your self-control again in your power, not in his. And then three weeks later, Oreos were on sale at the grocery store. You bought them and ate them before you got home. That's not the right seed. That may be that you're going to be kind to others but still talk rudely to yourself. That is not kindness. That's not love. That's hate, you're watering the wrong things. You can water them internally the wrong way and you can water them externally the wrong way. But what takes root is what will stay. And so often we limit our potential in Jesus 
because we get stuck in the habits of the enemy that we say we can't change. And then we put a cap on God and say that he can't do this through us. He can't help me with my fitness. I just don't exercise. I don't like vegetables, which they are good for you. Like get some organic, okay? Um, I don't have joy. I didn't grow up like that. I didn't experience that. I've tried and failed. That's not who I am. That's, that's putting faith in you. I don't have self-control. No one loves me. No one cares for me. That's not, that's not the Lord. And you think because you have these habits already that are bad, that God cannot do a work through you. You think that God's done with you. And he's not. So I'm here to tell you, sometimes you're going to be in that group of 99 and God's going to be looking for the one that is lost. And you're going to need to come together in this group with your church, with your friends, with your fellow women believers and say, I'm struggling with this and I'm going to need prayer over it. Or I'm going to start something together. I want to start something together. I want to share what God has spoken to me. I'm going to lead a small group or I'm going to join a small group or I'm going to work out under his power, not my own. I'm going to see love where there is none. I'm going to see joy when there is none. I'm going to feel joy when I don't feel it. I'm going to know that the spirit is here, that even though God is off with the one looking for the lost ones, his spirit has never left you. And it is still here. And we can celebrate when the sinners and the tax collectors come in because now they have the spirit and they can change. And two, you need to look at what seeds you're watering in your life. Then you need to see what roots you're allowing to grow deep. Because a lot of us have just lived in this excuse that we are not. And God says, you are through me because he's the great I am. So why are you limiting God with saying that you are not? You're putting a cap on what God can do through you. Stop doing that. Stop capping God. That is unfaithfulness. That is unbelief. And that is the enemy speaking to you. The exact opposite of the fruits of the spirit are what you are watering. You do have potential because potential lives in you through Christ. You can do this, not on your own, through Jesus. The same way you have habits right now that are hurting your health means that you have the ability to have habits so you can change them to good ones. Not overnight. If God wanted you to change overnight, we would all be perfect and go to heaven tomorrow. There is a process that is going to happen. That process is long. I said this to my group last week, um, my client group. Paxton had taken um, lemon seeds from my lemon and planted them a few weeks ago. And he went out every single day, wondering if something had sprouted. Yeah, he wanted that lemon tree, he wanted that lemon tree. And finally I told him, you know, the tree's not gonna be here for a while. He goes, I know the tree's not gonna be here for a while, but I just wanna see like something coming up. Like I wanna see a green sprout. And I think we do the same thing with our health. We say, we've been so good for three weeks and we expect to see pounds lost, inches lost, uh, pants fitting better, skin glowing. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't just happen 
in three weeks, that little sprout that comes out of the lemon seed is going to take a long time. Then it's going to take years for the tree to grow. There is a process that has to happen in your faithfulness and your generosity and your patience and your peace and your self-control. All of those fruits of the spirit grow at the same time that that process is happening. Paxton had to learn to get patient with his lemon seed. It's been a few months now. There's still no green, but he still goes out and looks for it. Like, when is it going to grow? When is God going to let this grow? Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not transforming. There's still things going on. And so often we quit on our health journeys so early that we forget that there's a work going on inside that has to happen first before we can externally experience what we are looking for and what God calls to in our lives that we like dig it up and Paxton did this, dug it up and looked for the seed. You have ruined it. All of the progress you have made, all of the progress that seed had made underground where it needed to be is now ruined because you dug it up to see what was going on. Let God do his thing in the quiet spaces, in the spaces you can't see, in the dark spaces, when you think that you're forgotten. Remember, you're not because the spirit lives in you. When you think that nothing's happening, when you think this is all for nothing, when you think that you've done everything you can and you should see results by now, you shouldn't. It's not going to happen that quick. I don't care what quick, get quick thing is going on, what thing is going on. It's not going to happen that quick. And there's not a formula for you. God knows it. I don't. No one knows it. You may be doing the same exact thing as your neighbor and she lost five pounds in two months and you're still here like, well, this isn't working. It's been eight weeks. It's really not that long. You've been alive a lot longer than eight weeks. In fact, I want to do that. I want to do that. Let's say for the past 10 years, you have been struggling with obesity, threat of diabetes, um, pain, joint problems, high cholesterol, whatever that may be, you've been struggling with that. 520 weeks you've been struggling with that and you expect an eight for it to all be reversed? Stop, put it in the right perspective. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So please stop digging up the work that's being done through you in three weeks because you don't see the results. You're not going to yet. How are you going to get patience when God is calling you to be patient with results and you keep digging things up? Stop doing that. Let it sit. Let there be some unknown. In that will grow your patience and your faithfulness and your joy and your self-control. Love, joy, peace, patience, there's an opposite to each of them. You're not alone. You're watering the wrong thing. You're allowing roots to go down on bad fruit that the enemy wants you to keep working on. So it's gonna come really easy to water that guilt, to water that anger, to water all of that resentment, to, to water hurt, and pain, it's gonna come really easy to water those. That's what the enemy wants. God did not say this was going to be easy. 
Paul worshipped in jail. It is not going to be easy. Daniel worshipped in the lion den. It is not going to be easy. Daniel's friends worshipped in the fire. It is not going to be easy. Stop expecting easy and expecting miraculous results through that. It's going to take work. So fix your mindset on Jesus because when it gets hard, which it will, you need to not be doing this for your scale. You need to be doing it for him. When it gets hard in a month and you haven't seen any results, you're going to push forward because you're not doing it for that. You're doing it for him. When you start wondering if anyone even cares about you, come into this group and make a post. You'll see people care about you. Stop watering the wrong things and start watering what God has spoken over you and take action on the last thing he has called you to do. So let's recap. Luke, Matthew. It tells us that we're the 99. It doesn't tell us that he's always going to be the one like, come on back, come on back, Heather. Get on back here. You don't do that. Like, stay right here. We have the meadow to wander in. We have the meadow to walk around in. We have a safe boundary that we are kept in. Maybe you need to think about that with your food. We don't have the entire thing. We have a meadow in a boundary where the shepherd keeps his sheep. That's what's happening. And he's fighting off the wolves, the coyotes. There is a spiritual warfare that's going on out there that does even include Oreos for you because a fruit of the spirit is self-control, not gluttony. So when you're struggling with that and you're like, oh, this is so hard. There's a spiritual thing going on for that. That's, you're not... You're not unique to gluttony and self-control issues. It's, it's right here. It's a fruit of the spirit. So obviously there's a spiritual warfare. He's guarding that gate for you. But when you're inside, you have freedom to move. What if you looked at your food that way? Oh, I can't eat this. I can't do that. Do you think the sheep are like, oh, I can't hang out with wolves or coyotes? No. They're not. So instead of looking at all the things you can't have, look in the confines of the things that you have and start celebrating that. There's still a boundary that is up for your protection, for your health, for your growth, for your goodness, for your joy. There's still a boundary. The shepherd is guarding the parameters of that. Don't get too close because then you're going to you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt over here. You're going to feel sick when you eat all of that. You're going to feel regret when you drink that. You're going to feel regret and you get hurt when you, you work in that relationship or you do that thing outside of marriage or whatever that is for you. There's a fight that's going on for your soul right now. Stay in the boundary. Know that. God is and Jesus is looking for the lost, but we still have our confinement. We still have our boundaries. We can still move around and we still have each other for protection. We're safer in a group. There's a reason why fish don't swim alone. We are a school of sheep together, right? Meant to encourage and uplift. And I'm going to call you out 
when I see something that isn't God growing in you, because I want to pull that weed out. I want your seed and your water and your roots to be in good fruit, not in bad fruit. I want you to challenge yourself that way as well. Are you watering the right seeds or are you focused on everything that's gone wrong? Are you watering the right seeds or are you focusing on everybody that hurt you? Are you watering the right seeds or are you focusing on all the diets that don't work, which none of them do? Are you watering the right seeds or are you saying, no, that's not me because it's been in my family history and that's not who I'm called to be? Is God not a chain breaker? If you believe that, you can be the chain breaker of your family health issues, of your family abuse issues, of whatever that may be, you can be the opposite of it. I know you've seen some things that hurt. I know you've seen some things that are painful. You've gone through things that stink. But if there's a bad, there's an opposite. And you can be the opposite and stop expecting it's going to happen overnight and your temper is going to be cured just because we prayed for patience. It's not. The process has to happen. Paxton can't keep looking at that seed every day and digging it up and then blending it again and expecting it to grow eventually. Leave it planted. Let it do its thing under there. Eventually it's going to grow. Your, your workouts will pay off. Your food choices will pay off. Your patience will pay off. Your kindness will pay off, but it won't be immediate. Stop expecting immediate. Stop expecting 12 weeks from now. It's going to be different. It's going to take 12 years. Stop expecting the 520 weeks of habit building that you've done is going to be transformed in five. It's not going to happen. Give it time to marinate. That's where God shines. And people go, there's something different about you. Something's changed. What is that? It might be with your food choices, your drink choices, your friend choices, your attitude, your complaining. Oh, the complaining I see. So much complaining. This and that and this. What if instead of posting a complaint post, ah, you posted a praise one. People would go, whoa, I wasn't expecting that from her. I thought all she did was complain. What if we just praised instead of complained? What if we worshipped instead of worried? What if, what if we found joy instead of jaggedness towards others? What would that look like? That would cause people to look and go, wow, she used to be so hateful and hurtful. What changed? God, Jesus, the spirit in me is changing me every day. And I may still struggle with the anger and the guilt and, and the unpatientness and the self-control and the gluttony. I may still struggle with all of these, which we will, but I'm slowly changing. If I changed overnight, there would be nothing to glorify God with. We're here to glorify God and glorifying God comes in the process of sharing our testimony and taking us from this world and bringing us more into his light. So allow the process to happen. Stop expecting instant results. Stop watering the wrong fruit. Stop looking to God like me, 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 and know that he is doing bigger things. Even your biggest problem, he's doing bigger things. We are safe in our sheep pasture. We've got, got the spirit. 
right here. You're not always the one. You've already been saved. You're already with the group. He's already with you right now. So stop expecting to always be the center of God's attention and he can't look at anything else. You're part of the group. You're safe. You're watering the wrong seeds. Water the right one. Accept criticism in a loving way. It's not meant to hurt you. This is meant to challenge and grow you. This was for me. And if it was for you, I would love to know. God took some things that I was struggling with and really boop, pinned me and said, hey, this isn't about you, Heather. Read some scripture. I go, God, but you always come after the one. He goes, you're not the one always, Heather. You're not always it. You're it in your self universe, but you are not always it. I'm focusing on bigger things. Your weight is important. It's not the most important. Your pant size is important. It's not the most important. Your food choices are important. It's not the most important. We will grow and learn in your health, fitness, wellness, worship. We will grow in all of these ways if we start watering the right things. Hopefully this was helpful. I pray that it was. It was very, um, it was very, um, pointed towards me. So thank you for dealing with me. I know I, I was a little bit longer, but I just felt so in the spirit from this that, hey, we've got this. We've got this. You've got this. Surround yourself with the people that are right. We're here. We're here. You don't even have to look. You don't even have to look. It's on Facebook. It's on this phone that you look at nine out of 10 times that's distracting you from the Bible and distracting you from your workout and distracting you from making good food choices. It's right here. Just look it up. Look up Fit and Faithful Moms. Post. Today, I challenge all of you. Post. Do a post. Do something. Let's hold ourselves accountable. And if you need even more than that, you can hop into the boot camp. It starts today. It's three days of this. It's three days of this, breaking down this even more in depth for you. And then if you need more, you can come into the coaching side. It's really specialized in there. Any of my clients can tell you, hey, like there's good stuff that happens in here. Will you get the physical results? Sure, but that's not my agenda. My agenda for you is so much bigger than that. Yeah, we got all these personal trainer, physical education, nutrition degrees up here, and that's important. But what's bigger to me is your heart. What's bigger to me is your spirit. What bi what's bigger to me is, is you embracing the challenge and the triumphs and, and the process of this because I hate to break it to you, health never ends. You're never gonna get there. I've been in this since I was 16, I'm 38. I'm still like, what the heck? <laughs> what changes now? <laughs> What hormones moved around, right? It never ends, but I need to learn how to deal with that. And it's not in my own strength. It's in his. That's the process. We go back to the drawing board. Go, all right, that used to work. It doesn't anymore. I'm going to be open-handed. I'm not going to be keto's only for me. Low carbs the only way. High fat only. Let's just be open-handed as we end the year and start a new one with our nutrition, 
with our workouts. Running is all that works. Weight training might be good too. Weight training's all that works. You do need a little cardio. Hits the only thing. Maybe you might need a longer workout. Let's be open-handed. It's not your way or the highway. Let's stop thinking that way. Let God do what he's going to do. And let's do what God told us to do. I love you. I praise you guys. I'm so thankful for you being here. Please let me know if this was helpful. If you want to join the boot camp, you can still get in. It's $37 for three days of intense training just like this. An hour each day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We've got Bible studies that we're inviting you into as well. We've got workouts that we're going to do together. It's 37 bucks. If nothing else, you'll get some more community time with your sisters. Drop boot camp below if that's something you want. If uh, you want more details on the program, I'm offering a discount. I want to help as many people as I can possible next year. I want to help you in the right ways. And I promise you, you'll get way more than you pay. I promise you, you will get way more out of this than you put in because it's not about me making money. My husband just said, you may as well be a nonprofit. <laughs> I was like, okay. He's like, what are you going to do to make money? I was like, I don't know. He's like, well, you need to do something. But I'm not, I'm not going to do that here. I'm not, going, I'm not going to do that. You're going to get way more than you, than you expect. So you can comment program below if you want information on that. Boot camp below if you want information for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. The boot camp, um, you'll get replays of everything. You get the whole program that's in my app for you, but it's at 1.30 Eastern, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for an hour. The, um, if you register to be a VIP, you also get a Bible study and a free workout with me. That's on 12 o'clock on Wednesday um, and 2 o'clock, 2.30 on Tuesday. So there's a bunch of things going on. There's a bunch of engagement in that group. You get recordings to everything as well. So even if you can't make it live, you can post your questions and comments and I'll answer them. Have an awesome day, ladies. I feel like pumped up to go be different for Jesus. Let's go be different, ladies. Let's be that light. Let's be the salt of the world. Let's not do what we were doing. Let's do the complete opposite and see what God can do through your obedience. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.